From the Outsider Studios in Waterbury, Connecticut, it's time for the Outsider Podcast. With your hosts, Mikey C. When I was like six years old, I saw a donkey kill itself. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Donkey what? You guys rode donkeys? The lovely and talented cat. He'll be like, I relate to cats so hard. Except for I love cuddling and I dress like a girl and I have shoes. <laughs> and now, step inside the Outsider Podcast. What's up and welcome to another edition of the Outsider Podcast. I'm your host, Outsider Mikey C, alongside the beautiful cat. And we've got a very special podcast today because we are joined by Diana Rossini, who's probably one of the best NFL reporters, sports center anchors, like top of the business. And she's joining us this week, and we're so grateful. How are you doing, Diana? Oh, thank you for the intro. Um, I will make that my t- official Twitter bio when uh, when I hang up with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. You should. You do it all. <laughs> you do. You are a woman of like, you could do anything. But we want to talk to you about like how you got started in the business. You're, you're one of the, you are one of the, definitely one of the best reporters we got. You're a great job on, on uh, Sports Center and everything. But we want to talk to you about how you got started and where you are today. So I'm going to guess that you were probably a typical tomboy growing up in New Jersey back in the day or what? Totally. I was just, I always played every sport and I was just the jock in high school. We all know that girl. That was me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did always have an interest in news, like in local news, like fires and crime and, uh, you know, stories that affected my area and the, and the town I grew up in and, and outside New York City and even in New York City. So it was kind of an odd joining of all this coming together because I really had no interest in getting into sports. Um, I just knew I wanted to be a journalist. So in college, I studied to, to you know to be a journalist, but at the same time, I was playing uh, Division One soccer, so I was balancing both. And you know, soccer opened up a lot of doors for me to meet people in the sports world in on the television side. So I actually started off as like a sideline reporter doing things like that. And then I realized right after I graduated that, you know, sports had defined me so much. Uh, Everything I did involved a sport that I wanted to challenge myself and step away from it and and really dive into news. Uh, So I was actually uh, basically a a crime reporter, uh, like police blotter type reporter uh, in New York City at WNBC uh, for, I'd say, probably one of my early 20s, one of my first jobs. It was a a pretty big job, to be honest, to start off doing it. Yeah, weren't you one of the youngest that was ever hired by WNBC? Yeah, Yeah, well, so I was actually the youngest they've ever hired. Mm -hmm. Um, What had happened was I was working at a a smaller station um, in the Hudson Valley area, which is like a little north of New York City in the Westchester County area. And I was breaking a lot of little stories that... Uh, like what some, kind of like some, crime stories? Like this- So it's something like, let's say if I was a lead story at 11, I would have information about what the you know what police thought or what firefighters thought started the fire. You know, and I'd be, get some intel on that. Or mm-hmm. if I was covering a court case, we would... You know, I'd be able to get some information that was expected to happen in court. And a lot of it was just building relationships. So mm. the way the story was told to me from the guy that hired me, he said, I just remember sitting in morning meetings going, I got to go send a crew 
to Westchester County, New York, because there's a story about, you know, this mom that coaches soccer and is sleeping with the kids on the team that are in <laughs> high school. And it's like, who is finding these stories? Uh, he's like, and your name just kept popping up. Um, so <laughs> they wanted to bring uh, more news from the suburb area into the New York City market. So he brought me in. Uh, so that was sort of my first taste of understanding what information could do if if you're good at collecting it and you can build relationships. And so after I did news for a few years, uh, my grandmother was actually probably the reason why I switched. She just said to me, you know, I spend so much time around you. We know you and you have such a great spirit. But on TV, you look so miserable. Because the, <laughs> Talking about death story, and crimes. Well, and exactly. The stories I was covering were so bad and depressing. <laughs> uh, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to switch to sports because I, the, the thing is, at the time, it just was, oh, it's too easy. I felt like I needed a bigger challenge because I had done, you know, I'd played my whole life. And I was like, eh, how hard could it be? Well, little did I know, mm -hmm. uh, it's not easy to cover sports. And, uh, you know, I moved around a bunch of different cities, had, you know, begged people for jobs. And eventually, after living in seven different places, uh, I was able to, to finally land it at ESPN. Oh, God, seven different things. So I saw you were out in Seattle. Is Seattle as nice as people say it is? Seattle's amazing. And the thing is, people there hate when you tell everyone how great it is because it's because the, they try to keep it a secret out there. They, oh, you tell tell everyone it rains, you know? That's well, secret's like, out. I've heard it's great. <laughs> yeah, say it rains Even though, actually, the only bummer is that my cousin lives, like, kind of out there now. He lives uh, down in the peninsula, and I'm like, are you ready for the big one? Because uh, it's really, you could just deter people with the big earthquake that's eventually going to happen. <laughs> that's actually, that? that's a good backup plan to the yeah. rain situation out there is to yeah. just say that that's what they're expecting. But, yeah, so Seattle, I lived in... Los Angeles and the Manhattan Beach area. I, I actually lived in Connecticut before I moved to Connecticut the second time and, uh, you know, mm -hmm. Washington, D.C. and Portland and I was just everywhere. But uh, it's, it's funny, too, because I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm older, but I'm not that old. And it's it's kind of cool to be able to to be doing the job I'm doing now, but also feel like I've been around for a while uh, that I certainly earned it by just living in a lot of really crazy places and being broke most of my life. <laughs> right. And also you, you also get to travel a lot too. Oh, like, do, so, you know, moving to Mikey and I are both from Connecticut, so uh, we're we're fine here. But moving here twice seems insane if you're not from here. The second, but at least coming yeah. here for ESPN now yeah, must have been a little bit easier. ESPN. <laughs> yeah, and that kind of leads us into like, what do you feel was your big break? Like, what was the call where you were like, all right, I can really do this? Is there like a story or? You know, I, yeah, no, I, I have like a I'd say it's more of like a double break. Um, I have one break of getting back into TV, which so basically essentially what happened was I moved to L.A. So I was in Seattle. I was in Portland. Then I moved to L.A. and I took a job that fell through and I was living out there and I kept meeting with all these different producers and news directors uh, in local news and national news, Fox, everyone. Um, and they just kept saying to me, listen, you're an East Coast girl. Like, you don't fit in L.A. You're not a Hollywood type. Mm -hmm. I auditioned for the E-Network. Uh, you know, they gave me feedback. You're just and it doesn't bother me. If anything, it makes me laugh. They, there's like, you're just not pretty enough. You know, you're just not really? that Hollywood. What? Yeah, oh yeah, they they tell they were they tell they shot it straight. Wow. Uh, you're not Hollywood glamour, you know. But it was good to hear, and so I 
moved back to New Jersey, back in with my parents after living with all, you know, in all these different places. I had no job. And when you live at home, if anyone's done it before, you know that, you know, your parents, as much as you love them, can be quite annoying. Yes, uh-huh. yes, I've so, totally done it. <laughs> I would go to the uh, the public library in, in my town that I grew up in and just sit in the back on, on a computer and try to write as many emails as I could a day to people that I knew of, hey, can you help me get a job? I'm trying to get back in. And, you know, it's such a difficult time right now with the economy and blah, blah, blah. And so, Kat, I don't know if you've ever done this before, but um, when I was in college, I used to email uh, with, with boyfriends and stuff, and I have a file that I'd keep all like my love letters uh, with <laughs> boyfriends in, which is so crazy, but I must be some sort of masochist because that day that I was in the library, I felt like going back in to this file of boyfriend folders or this boyfriend folder. So instead of like a, was, the, 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 the shoebox, you have like a computer no, file. No, the computer is a shoebox. <laughs> and you <laughs> laugh and you cry. Exactly. exactly. It's like I'm unemployed. Why would I open up more? Right. No, um, but you're unemployed. So you're like, I need to feel something. <laughs> So you yeah, do that. Yeah, what it is, you just want to feel something. Yeah, you're like, I just want to feel something. I want to feel like I did at least one thing at one point in time that would enrich oh. my life. <laughs> Women are crazy. Me at some point. I know, right. I know it's in here. I know it's in here. Um, All right, so you, you peel off that scab, and what happens? <laughs> and so though I knew that this one guy that I liked, his name was Mike, and I was trying oh, to find nice emails from him. Uh, great guy. Yeah. Um, and so all the Mike emails come up, and in between hundreds of these letters is one of a guy named Mike St. Peter. And I'm like, who the heck is that? So I click it, and it was a letter, it was an email I had sent to him when I was a freshman in college. And at this time, we're talking, it's, I don't know, eight years later. Yeah. And I'm like, hi, Mike, my name's Diana Orsini, and I really want to be a reporter one day. I live in New Jersey. I know your station's in Connecticut. Would love to work for you one day. And he wrote back, you know, that, you know, probably within a minute, it was like, sorry, thank you. Have a good day. Yeah. And that was it, you know? We really appreciate so, your time, but exactly. <laughs> yeah. right. so I, I'm looking at the email. I'm like kind of laughing at myself. I was so young and cute, trying to you know trying to make it. So I was like, I wonder if that guy still works there. So I just re- I reply to his reply from eight years ago. <laughs> oh, that's <I> said, amazing. <laughs> this is crazy, but. I now am a true TV reporter. Yeah. Well, you didn't give me an opportunity then to come intern and meet your the people in your station. Curious if you still work there. Would love to meet with you. Writes back a minute later. <laughs> Fun to write. We need a weekend sports anchor. You want to do it? Next day, I fly up, meet with him. We ch- we chat. He hires me on the spot. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I love and that. <laughs> it was incredible. And to this day, by the way, and, and he'll, he's now the general manager of the NBC affiliate in Boston. Mm-hmm. To this day, probably twice, maybe three times a year, usually when I feel like I've achieved something, whether it's just a, a breaking of a story or, or my first time anchoring the six, whatever it was, mm-hmm. I will shoot Mike an email and say, today, you know, I broke a big story. I'm really proud of it. But just to remind you, I wouldn't be here without you. Oh. 
That's so nice. Especially that that is also great just because the first time he laughed you off and then he gave you the chance and now you can just like shove it in his face a little bit every single time. Oh, I love oh I, I give him a hard time about it, believe me, I do. Uh, and he was hard on me when I got the job too. Like he's like, You gotta get better, you gotta work harder, you know, and he really he was tough on me. And and from there I wound up going, um, to to Washington DC and that's probably where I got my my biggest break of all and that was when Rob King who was at the time running Sports Center uh was visiting his parents in Washington DC and saw me on TV and and was like who the heck is that that girl seems a little strange but I think she's got something to her <laughs> uh and so that's how my my career started at ESPN oh wow now I'm sure you've probably gotten this before or at least asked this in in some form of fashion but when when you decided to go in sports i mean i know you did sports all your life so you figure it's easy but what was there a time you're like that you wanted to be like all right i gotta be good at this and not just a pretty face because it's it's i don't know how it is but you hear it all the time how tough it is for women to get into the uh, sports world did, was it that you i mean i see how you know all our, our sports and rankers from Kerry Champion and everything like that, you guys post anything and the comments are like, hey, will you marry me and everything? It's got to be discouraging. Did you – is that uh, discouraging at all to be a female I figured it out. I figured it out pretty quickly that you better have a lot of knowledge exactly. if you want to have mm-hmm. a, a career in here uh, in, this, in this arena. And when I first got my – my first true sports job um, was in Seattle, and I was – horrible and i will gladly admit i didn't know what it took i thought i could get by on on being either you know decently uh, knowledgeable and and fun and that did not cut it in fact sometimes i do radio hits or tv spots with seattle um network still and almost every time during the commercial break or right before they'll always say it's shocking that this is who you are now (laughs) like not, not not in a way to like hurt my feelings but like you put in the work because yeah. I, I really didn't know. And and for me, I'd say what was game changing for me was finding people who were willing to teach me how to do it. Mm-hmm. And and not, not from a broadcast standpoint, from a sports standpoint, whether that was a former athlete, a coach, um, I, I've had GMs you know, now in my or in my life who really held my hand those first few years of covering the NFL to teach me the basics of what I needed to know. And then the, you know, the, the, the constant con- consumption of news and sports. Um, it's, I always, it's funny. I was just having dinner with my younger sister saying this job feels like you're on a, you're, you're on a treadmill. You can't get off hmm. because you got, you have to stay sharp. You can't take a day off from not knowing what's happening in, yeah. in sports. Because it's just you're constantly adding to the catalog of knowledge, and that's what separates really from from being in d- at different jobs and different positions is how much you can retain and and how much you can really make original and your own. That's a great point. That's the difference between me doing a, a podcast in my basement with you and you being on Sports Center. Because <laughs> when I have my days off, I try not to watch any sports at all. <laughs> I try to get a, to decompress as possible. You don't get those opportunities. <laughs> well, I don't. I I like this, yeah. so it. I will see. You know, it's. I remember my dad when I was a kid saying, "Like you better like what you do because if you don't, it's going to seem miserable." And listen, we all have our days, mm-hmm. uh, but I. The the only compliment I will say I, I get on a consistent basis. It, it's never like I'm a great reporter, which you did say before, which I appreciate. It's never that. It's always, always. You seem like you love what you do. 
Mm. And I used to hate it because I was like, am I just like that giddy girl that's like, hey, rah, rah, rah. And now that I'm older and I've been doing it and more and I'm more experienced, I'm like, it's actually probably the best compliment you can possibly get. Really? That you, yeah. That's that you love what you did, that, that viewers are watching you going, this person really likes this. Because I think if, if you notice somebody liking and enjoying what they do, it tends to make you want to enjoy it. And then you enjoy watching them because you're like, they like this. I'm going to keep watching and enjoying this because they're doing something that must be good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And one one thing that I noticed about you, too, is that you like it will inject a little personal anecdote within <laughs> like uh, your sports broadcast, which I love so much. <laughs> so, yeah, even like, if it's a little Italian. Yeah, no. And I, again, I'm working in radio, so stuff. I hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just love that so much. I think it's so cool because, yeah. like, you grab my attention and then you like pull me into the sports realm. It's so cool. Well, now, I try not to have shame. Um, I mm-hmm. listen. Like, I'd be, I, I find if you can be comfortable in, with who you are and what you are, I think, I think people respect that. And, and if you can come across genuine, I mean, w- listen. There's going to be some. There are some broadcasters that we know that are so darn polished. Yeah. Uh, and they're just they're perfect and they're beautiful and they're smart and and they're all these things and and those are things I'm always striving for, but I know what I am and I know who I am and and for me, it's just making sure that I'm always just honest to, to that and and not trying because I think people sense I tried being a different person before I I will be the first to admit I've tried to be Lindsay Zarniak I've tried to be Carrie I've tried to be L I've tried it all. You can't do it. You got to You have to be who you are. Exactly. And I think that you are. And seriously, yeah. like you pull me in like crazy. I'm just like, all right, I'm listening. What's going on? Because <laughs> <laughs> typically I'll like throw on SportsCenter. It's background noise. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, wait, wait, wait. What's going on? <laughs> no, that's great advice. I think for, yeah. yeah, the people that we see come up to kind of just try to be, you know, the other person don't really catch on that much. Yeah. But the people that, that are themselves really do kind of stand out. And I think you've, you've really done that with us. Mm-hmm. Well, you know who did it for me, actually, was really Rosillo and Cannell. Because what happened was I was doing sports centers and I I wasn't really sticking. Mm. Uh, I was fine. I just wasn't really comfortable yet. And then when I'd go on radio, I just really relaxed and started to talk and talk sports and share information. And and I remember Ryan just being like, man, you're good at radio. You should try radio more. And I was like, how about I just try bringing a radio, my radio mindset to TV? Like maybe I need to just start that, start there. And he's like, see, you know, maybe that's what you need to do. And, and I think ever since then, um, I, I think, I think I've become more and more comfortable. Oh, absolutely. Every time that, like, I remember, like, the brief stint I had on that show, whenever like, it was, like, yes, for today, Diana Rossini, I would be like, yes, <laughs> thank God. No, something, something <laughs> awful that was going to come out. I know. That, you know what's so funny? Yeah, that. That. I was just like, yeah, she's so cool. I can't wait. <laughs> no. I did love her recently, too, and I'm like, I don't even talk sports with you guys. I'm, I don't even talk. We're, we're still too. I'm like, where are we going with this? But, right. but it's fun, and it's who you are. And, exactly. And listeners love it. Now, before we let you go, I got I got to ask you. We got to clear something up because I was actually helping to produce that show that you were doing with Levitard, and I, and I and I heard you on Will Kane t- when you told us about the boyfriend who was really into the Rosillo show, which is why I thought maybe you knew me from the Rosillo show. But how you said the boyfriend, or I don't know, hopefully he's not an ex boyfriend by now, is um, was a big Rosillo fan. But then when you were on Levitard, you said he looked like Rosillo, or they said that he looked like a fatter version of Rosillo. Please tell me you're not what, dating a fatter version of Rosillo. What happened was I told Stugatz that he Stugatz had heard to the grapevine about this bl- blind date. 
that mm-hmm. I went on a date with a guy who really liked Rosillo and right. That's how I and I heard was it. like horrified by it because I was like, okay, <laughs> I need to get a check and get out of here. I don't want to date Rosillo. Um, so Sugat so said that was funny, and he's like, well, listen, was the guy jacked? And I was like, no. He's like. So you're basically just dating fat Ryan Rosillo. Oh, okay. um, so that's how that all came together, um, which I am still dating him. And it's funny because some people from ESPN saw him. Uh, he came to a Monday night football game with me and there were people from ESPN going up to him going, wait, are you the fat Rosillo guy? And <laughs> oh, no. Not oh, no. At all. And Rosillo thinks it's so funny. He's like, oh, I love sure he does. Of course he does. It's just the fat version of me. I'm he's like, he's, he's flexing every time he hears it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's he's like this guy sounds great. I'm like, yeah, this is you. Oh, that's good. Well, I'm glad we could clear that up then. Yeah, that is that is fantastic, and that is actually funny because I I'm literally just a board op, but I don't tell anything anyone anything because anytime I I could be like, hey, like that guy seems cool, and they're like, oh, are you dating him? Are you like? Hanging out with him, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, this is weird. Y'all dissect everything like crazy. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah, I ran with it. They're, I think Super we were a private person with my personal life. I've always yeah. been. Mm-hmm. I've been at ESPN for five years. No one's ever known I've had a boyfriend of any sorts right. or done anything. I've just always been like, oh, no, I'm just hanging out. And, and I believe in just. I just want people to take me seriously for my work, you know? Right, exactly, yeah. But that whole Rosillo story was this summer, and I said something in the <laughs> control room, I think, about how I was just being, just saying how I had a blind date, and it was just really fun. And, yeah. and then it was like, you've got to talk about that on the air. And I, I debated, debated, and I did it, and I cracked it. And it was funny, and, and it was good it radio. Was. It's all good. And I also think it's to the dude's benefit, because they want to know, like, what can I do? <laughs> well, I thought that was a little fat as it is, so well, I'm telling that. It's funny because the guy dating his his friends all listened to the show, so they were like, "Whoa, dude! Like that? Like, oh they, no! Do you feel all this pressure now?" And I was like, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know anything. You know, Well, you are really good. I tell you, as as producers, when we try to you know see oh who we're going to book for this show, you are top of the list as far as having the best information and everything, and you do a great job. And I really appreciate you joining us and. Telling us how you got started and into yeah. everything. And I just got like, yes, Diana Rossini. Thank God. This is, she's so, so cool. cool. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. I, I mean that genuinely. And I really appreciate that support. Uh, it, it means a lot. It, this business is tough. I don't care it what is. anyone says. So anytime you feel like you can make people smile and laugh, like uh, I'm down. And, and that makes you really happy. Uh, well, thank you so much. I'll, thank I'll you, definitely, Diana. Uh, You're the best. Yeah, I'll let you Thanks, know when we guys. post this. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Okay, cool. Thanks, guys. Good night. Thank Good you. Good night. There you go, Diana Rossini. Diana Rossini's great. See, what are you nervous <laughs> what about? <laughs> what were you nervous about? I think we were both nervous because we think that she's great. <laughs> I, I got a little nervous when he did the interview because I'm like, all right, we'll tell her, we'll just ask how she got started, and mm-hmm. then it'll start from the... She, when, we, when I said, okay, so you started off as a tomboy, and then she, like... Did her entire life from like which is great. That's exactly what we were looking for. I was like, yeah, but then what am I gonna do? Say goodbye afterwards? Mm. Yeah, no, I think that we we like got into it. It was cool. Oh no, she's great. Oh yeah, yeah. I should have asked her more about Italian stuff and everything. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just oh, she's the best. Mm. And uh, definitely great having her on. (laughs) Yeah. So big thanks to Diana Rossini. So now we're going to talk to young... Uh, young Adam Schefter, Jarrett. We're going to talk to Jarrett, who's our our knowledgeable sports guy, the young Adam Schefter, as we affectionately call him. 
Uh, trying to get him an internship. I got some yeah, information. Yeah, we're trying to get him an internship. Yeah. Uh, just a load off my shoulders that didn't want to go. <laughs> I think I think it went great. Yeah. In perfect length. Yeah. Oh, I think I got boogers on my fingers. Wipe them on your pants or under the board. Oh wait, you don't have a board. <laughs> How many boogers have you put underneath the boards at work? Uh, probably like a good amount. <laughs> I'll go like. I've definitely done it before. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like Joseph's not here to climb under here and see him probably yeah. so. <laughs> no I have like a deviated septum which is like this way so I always get them caught in here and it's always liquid and I just go like oh. but when you get like a nice crusty one I'm not gonna walk all the way to the garbage with a booger in my finger <laughs> yeah like hold on guys <laughs> can somebody <laughs> watch the board for me <laughs> oh it's so gross that you girls you girls are gross I know, I've seen the bathroom. It's horrible. Oh. <laughs> Ralph, what's, Ralph, a, what's up, up, Ralph? Yeah, Ralph joins us. <laughs> we just talked to Diana Rossini. She was great. Ralph probably now we're going to call Jarrett. <laughs> I think it's time for me to get... I think my phone it finally like came up to the update time, mm-hmm. or upgrade time, and sure enough, my phone's like, no. Of course, mine was uh, two years ago. Oh, yeah, it came up to the upgrade ago. time, and I didn't upgrade. Oh. Jarrett. Jarrett. What's up? What do we need to do to get you to ESPN? Because I'm going to do oh, it. Oh, I think we got a plan. <laughs> yeah, I think we have a plan, too. So we are now we are we talking to... Uh, you, wait till you hear our plan. We're talking to Jarrett okay. Bailey from the Jarrett Bailey podcast. What's it called again? I'm just saying. I'm just saying with Jarrett Bailey? Mm. Yes, sir. You can find it where on Spreaker? Spreaker.com and on iHeartRadio. All right. And we also call him the young Adam Schefter. We just talked to Diana Rossini, uh, so I'm trying to just chill out a second. <laughs> oh, yeah, how'd that go? Great. Great. She's, She's so good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. But, Jared, so, like, what, what's well, the time plan. frame? Or should we tell him our plan? Yeah, no, I'll tell you his plan. Uh, our we can't plan. get you an internship. We're just going to sign you We're going to sign you in every, every fucking day. <laughs> You're going to what? We're just going to sign you in every day because we can sign in one guest. Yeah. So we'll alternate. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So even so, if you don't get an internship, we'll just sign you in as a guest every day. And we'll teach you everything. And then Jared's yeah. going to work I'll there. just give him some of my work. <laughs> you give him some of your work. I barely even have any work. Do you? <laughs> uh, don't say anything. <laughs> and, then we'll, and then I'll just network for a month. There you go. People, like, after, like, a week or two, people will just think you belong there anyway. Mm-hmm. It's like, we might have had to sign you in, probably. Yeah, like, they'll just be like, oh, hey, Jarrett. Yeah, hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the problem was is that the thing I applied for wasn't an internship. It was like an actual job there. I think that was kind of where I went wrong. Yeah, that's that. definitely where you went wrong. Well, yeah, I probably, I mean, so I talked to my boss today. Probably shouldn't be doing this on the air, but, but it's, it's, it's fair knowledge. I can tell you. So I did talk to my boss today, and he said when you apply for these jobs, like if you're applying for, well, first of all, he said that you should be applying for, like, looking for something that says audio content or... All right, I got to pee, so I'll be right back. All I'm right. sorry. I didn't want to do this right now, but I just have to. <laughs> all right, so Jared, so, or Jared, for everyone who's listening at home, um, look for something that says, like, audio content or the CAP program, C-A-P. C-A-T? 
C A P P as in Paula. Oh, P. Okay, okay. Cap, like Captain America. Gotcha. So, uh, though that I think will be posted in January, and that's what you should be applying for, and that's what we're okay. trying to get you in. But when you do this, I should talk to you off the air. You know what? I'll talk to you off the air about this. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. But yeah, that was just the entire problem because I remember when we, we had talked before. You said something about December. Put your name in there in December. Just take one and like apply for it. So that's what I did. But it turned out to be an actual job, not an internship. Well, that's and what I don't be discouraged that you didn't get it because that's we don't want yeah. you getting that anyways. But we can yeah. your name, Garrett. We brought you on today not to talk about trying to get you an internship, though that was right. The reason. But you want to talk about your terrible Pittsburgh Steelers, who I think is my one Steelers. Of the most yeah, what the fuck is going on with them? Do you think the that NFL? they should fire Mike Tomlin? I don't want Ooh, to because he looks no, like he. I love the way he looks, so I yeah. just like seeing him on TV. But like you know, they fucked up with Le'Veon Bell earlier, and yeah, it'd be nice to have Le'Veon Bell right now. But <laughs> that's beyond the story. So you wanted to come uh, on and go on a rant about your Steelers, so go on that we're giving rant. you the platform. What's up? All right, so I wanted them to fire Tomlin after the Jacksonville oh, playoff game. Is that game the way you're going to go on it? That's, that's what I'm going to start with. And you are a Steelers I, fan, and you want them to fire Tomlin. Yeah, I thought he should have been gone after the Jacksonville game because everyone's going to – so Stephen a., I saw Stephen A. talking about on first take, talking about how he's been You shouldn't Super blame Bowl. Tomlin. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what he was no, saying. No, I'm, I'm going to – I'm going to blame so Yeah, he said that they shouldn't blame Tomlin. I'm going to blame Tomlin because uh, he talks about the fact that he's been to two Super Bowls. He's won one. He hasn't been to a Super Bowl since 2010, 2011. Since then, the Steelers are below 500 in the playoffs. And his decision-making has been gar- – especially this year. Like, his decision-making is terrible. Even if we go back to Jacksonville last year, not taking a timeout um, during uh, the late stages and then deciding to go for an onside kick while there's still more than two minutes left while they still had those timeouts, and what happens is Jacksonville gets the ball in field goal range, they kick a field goal, it's a 10-point lead. Instead of getting the ball back, you know, if they would have done a regular kick, they could have tied the game on the ensuing touchdown that they got, and instead they have to offer an onside kick, which they don't recover, and Jacksonville wins. And then you go to the Los Angeles game. They're winning 23-7 at halftime. They blow that. They have linebackers on Keenan Allen on that. I don't know why you want to put LJ Ford, Vince Williams on Keenan Allen or Travis Benjamin, but that's what they were doing on night. So the defense isn't getting any better. His decision-making isn't getting any better. For some reason, Chris Boswell's still there. He's been ass all season. I don't. He got the big contract going into the season, so they kind of handcuffed with Chris Boswell right now. But it's a kicker's contract, but I can't see it being that much. God, you're but, pissed off at the kicker, too? <laughs> have you seen Chris Boswell this season, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> so all I know is it seems okay. like you guys, will, you guys will take the Patriots like to practically overtime, but then you lose to like the Lions. That's yeah, like so, Steelers. Yeah, that's pretty much the life of a Steelers fan. And Chris Boswell, I can go an entire rant about Chris Boswell this season. So week one, overtime, he missed the game-winning field goal. Next week against the Chiefs, he misses a field goal while they're down 14 nothing. It could have made that's it 14-3. Like Instead, it could have been 14-3 to against Kansas City. Instead, he misses a field goal. The Chiefs make it 21 nothing on the ensuing drive. Obviously, the Steelers came back. You can't really put that loss on Boswell, but his field goal numbers this year have been atrocious. He misses one, obviously, last week against the Raiders where he splits and falls. I think that's just got to be the nail on his coffin. I'm tired of Boswell. His, he's just been terrible this year. And if you look at all the losses, all of them have been in games where he's missed kicks. So it's just it's not a good look right now for the Steelers. I'm tired of Tomlin. The defense is still terrible. The secondary is terrible. It's not even so much the front seven. It is the deep, the, the secondary. Secondary is so bad. The guys. Twelve inspectors a rookie. He's been playing well, but cornerback wise, Artie Burns has been terrible. They tried to put Cody Sensabaugh in there. Cody Sensabaugh's done okay, but 
it's just not working. And then you look at the other safety position, Sean Davis is another former first-round pick. He's not playing too well. Morgan Burnett's been hurt all year. And then Joe Hayden's getting old. They just don't – the defense is terrible. And then obviously um, – the so How could you fix this? How can I fix this? Yeah. I would have paid Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. obviously, but obviously, James Conner has done really well this year. He's been the best running back in the AFC. So I'm not complaining with James Conner because James Conner's done really well. So maybe, I mean, in hindsight, it's 2020. So maybe I mean, you not fire Mike Tomlin. Who are you going to bring in? You always got to feel. You always got to think that. You are, okay, you can get rid of this coach, but who's going to replace him? That's a, that's the one thing that maybe I don't know the answer to right now. I mean, Mike McCarthy's free right now. I want to mind. Oh, McCarthy you don't want Mike McCarthy? He had Aaron Rodgers for all this time and got to one Super Bowl. You uh, Mike McCarthy's an interesting. He wouldn't build a team enough. around him at all. He like refused to. Yeah. He was like, "No, yeah. I want you to sh- to shit the bed as much as possible, yes. Aaron Rodgers." And make you a better player if you struggle, <laughs> right? And yeah. he's like, "No, wait, that's not how this works." Yeah, <laughs> build a right. team around me so we can. Win. I can't believe you said Mike McCarthy after what you and I have talked about with him. Even if you, you would look be happy at like, with Mike McCarthy, I'm not saying that that's who they go with. But if you look at like the hot names in terms of coordinators, Josh McDaniels, I think he wouldn't mind with Ben Roethlisberger for two or three years. That's more than likely two. I don't know how much Ben has left, but I think Jonathan Daniels has a good type for quarterbacks. And uh, not this year's draft, but, I mean, maybe next year's draft, when there's maybe a hotter class, you could probably get a well, quarterback. Ben keeps me. threatening he's going to retire every year for the past couple of years. I know, and I he's think, always no, been doing that, and his neck is getting bigger and bigger, and eventually yeah, I think one day will it will explode. Mm. <laughs> no, I think, that, I think a lot of it has had to do with Todd Haley being there and that's why they fired Todd Haley because Ben didn't like Todd Haley and mm-hmm. I think that was really good. Everyone hated that. I love that move. I despise Todd Haley. I'm so happy that he got it out of it. seems like they first. hated him in Cleveland too from uh, the, uh, what do you call it, hard knocks stuff. He was feuding with you. Because he's a dick. He's, yeah. he's so seems stubborn. Like a he's a dick. No, he's just, no, I've never been in on Todd Haley. That's why he keeps flying around from city to city, team to team, because no one likes him and he just doesn't get the job done. Um mm-hmm. So, in terms of who would replace Tomlin, they might even go in-house. I mean, Mike Munchak, very the offensive line coach. He's had experience with being a uh, head coach before in So, I think Mike Munchak would be a solid replacement. I like Mike Munchak. The team likes Mike Munchak. I don't think Randy Feigner, the offensive coordinator, would be ready to go from quarterback coach one year to offensive coordinator one year to head coach the next year. I don't think that would be the good move. Yeah, um, probably wouldn't be. He's not ready for but what, it. They also need to do it. They also just need to do is fire Keith Butler, the defensive coordinator, and find somebody else to put there. I don't care. If, I, I don't care if it's Joey Porter. I don't care if it's Parnell Lake. I don't care who it is. But Keith Butler is a god awful defensive coordinator. Their defense is terrible. Uh, they just need to clean a few. They need to get rid of Keith Butler first and foremost. And if it's not Mike Tomlin, then it's Keith Butler that needs to go. And I would be perfectly okay with that. I get why people won't want to get rid of Tomlin. His history and everything. He's done really well. But it's a what have you done for me recently, League? And what he's done for me recently is a sub-500 playoff record, losing yeah. to teams that they should lose to, starting off 7-2-1 and one, and then now losing three straight. While they still have the Patriots and the Saints on the schedule, Baltimore's playing really well. They should have beaten Kansas City last week, mm-hmm. uh, but a few bad uh kind of didn't go their way. So um, I think Baltimore is going to end up winning the division. I think the Steelers' best hope is finishing. They're not going to beat both Patriots and the Saints. They're going to lose at least one of those. Um, I think that they have a better chance of beating the Saints than they do the Patriots because they can't beat the Patriots since Tomlin's been there. They can't beat Tom Brady and Belichick. Nope. So right. they, could, they, could be, they could be facing four straight losses and losing five of their last six going into the playoffs, assuming that they make the playoffs. So right, right now I think, I think they might go 8-7-1, and one, and they, if they're lucky, they'll get the sixth spot in the playoffs. But I hate everything that's going on right now. I hate our defensive coordinator. 
Mike Tomlin just annoys me. His decision-making is terrible, especially late in games. And it's no wonder that Ben Roethlisberger threatens retiring because if I had to deal with that too while I'm in the you know latter stages of my career trying to get another Super Bowl with this amazing. And this is why we think he should get an internship at ESPN. Yes. <laughs> I try. <laughs> so hey, um, did you win this last past week in uh, fantasy in our league? Probably, probably not. My fantasy you don't know if you won because. You and I would be facing off like in the finals coming up, maybe. I'm playing you. Oh, so you did win? Did I? I <laughs> let me look. Because honestly, I'm in two leagues right now, so like I'm going. I'm in two, but two, that, but I know. Yeah, one of this them asshole over here, like, oh, you that, won, so you're playing me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. After week thirteen, I was five and eight in both leagues, so I've been having a terrible year. I but know, the well, reason I. I picked Le'Veon Bell in our league first overall, so that kind of screwed oh, me over. Oh, God, yeah. In terms of running back well, that, No, that. that's not your fault. They should have just paid him and made him come back. That's like the weirdest part of all of this. It's like the weirdest uh, standoff I've ever seen in my life. You know what? I don't have that oh, yeah, on my phone. Like, you know, you know, they're like, oh, we won't pay him. And now he's like posting pics of him on vacation, like shoving it in their faces. And they're like, yeah, we still uh, What about the one they went to his locker room? That was kind of. Oh, yeah, that was so shitty. (laughs) (laughs) They should have just done that. What the hell is going on? That's like my dad and I always talk about this. Like, this is such a weird year. It's going to be a weird offseason, not for just Levy and Bell, but for quarterbacks as well, because. If we look at quarterbacks, Joe Flacco isn't going to be in Baltimore. He's in the last year of his deal. They're going to roll with Lamar Jackson. Blake Bortles isn't coming back to Jacksonville. I think Teddy Bridgewater could be traded for because I'm sure there's going to – and the Giants are going to need a quarterback. Jacksonville's going to need a quarterback. Everybody wants Teddy Bridgewater. And I think Tampa – I think Tampa should have got him midseason. I thought that would be a perfect fit. I think him and James kind of have that similar. They're both able to move. I just think Teddy's a better decision maker when it comes with passing. So I think that Teddy and Tampa will go really well together. Uh, so it's going to be a good offseason in terms of quarterbacks moving around. Tyrod Taylor's another guy that could be shipped off. Uh, he right. kind of did his job just being a little bridge for Baker Mayfield who's played well. Um, so so you did win this past week in fantasy. I did. Well, you yep, I found him in the high one. So. I was like, yeah, because I played, okay, Ty, I played Ty, and I think he had somebody in a bye or somebody that was hurt playing. I so I think that's like, why I won. He almost doubled his score. So yeah, where so. Is, um, where is the... It was, uh, was a good week for the Blue Pops. All right, playoff bracket. Here we go. Yeah, let's look Insider at this. Insider Army. I won. I still don't play you, though. You're in the other... Oh, wait a minute. You're in the, it says you're in the Consolation. Yeah, I'm in the... I finished with a sub-500 record. <laughs> oh, you, so you didn't yeah. even make the real playoffs. No, I'm going to... The best I can hope for is the Losers Bracket Playoff uh, Championship. I got to play so, either... Or I got to play... Tastes like pennies in the championship. <laughs> I taste like pennies, or taste like pennies. There's a backstory behind why like he's named his fantasy yeah. team. There's the, the most blood? hilarious backstory to that. Why blood? he named his fantasy team every year. It's the greatest. So that's one of my best. He's one of my best friends for life. So I grew up with him. It he's kind of my big brother. CNN blackmailed a 15 year old. <laughs> <laughs> Jared's loving it. He knows all these people. That you got me in. <laughs> Those are the most perfect fantasy names in our league, just because. Brent, okay, so Brandon is the CNN one. He's Cody, who tastes like pennies. Those two are brothers. I grew up with them, and uh, <laughs> and 
Brandon named his team that because when you log out of a porn site, that's the like site that comes up whenever like you go through your search history. <laughs> so he's like pennies is a porn site? No, no, no. CNN blackmailed a fifteen year old with like a little heading that comes up oh. and like search history. And what's the story behind Taste Like Pennies? Site. No, and Taste Like Pennies is a sexual thing that happened to me one time when I did something in terms of my tongue. And then he asked oh, how it was, okay. and I oh, said, I "Yeah, yeah." Mean, and I okay. told him that, and he thought it was hysterical, so he just kept his fans. That's what he's named his fantasy yeah, right. game the past like three years. Yeah, so I don't have to go into any more detail, but I think. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to be, I tried to be as vague as possible there. Yeah, you should. <laughs> yeah, every girl I was with tasted like quarters, so I don't know. Hey, not something to be proud of. All right, so I guess I don't get to play you in the championship, but I'm in the championship. Like there was any ever doubt of that happening. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. All right, so we will. Wait. Who do you play this week? I'm, I'm yeah, I play Taste Like Pennies, and for the okay, you play Taste Like Pennies. Okay, it's okay. All right, and you play. Um, I play the Zika Team Ledbetter in the in the Consolation Championship. So facing off against good old Sam Ledbetter. Yeah. Good. Uh, All right, no, so, you're blue uh, pumps, right? He's, yeah, he's, Is that I'm blue pumps, pump, yeah. So, so he plays, yeah. And team led better. Yeah. Okay. All right, Jared. All right, we'll get you more information about the uh, internship uh, soon. Don't worry. Oh, absolutely. And, Sounds good. Uh, we will have to have you on more to yeah. talk some college football and NFL and more Steelers talk. Sounds good. The seven thousand bowl games that are about to start. So that's yeah, that's right. We have to I do know. our bowl, um, our bowl predictions. Can't I know my head is like spinning because yeah, I don't even know. know. <laughs> I have to produce all there's of it. Like, there's just too many of them. I don't work Saturdays, so. <laughs> oh, cats are lucky. I know. But you know I who would work Saturdays? Jarrett would work Saturdays, and I know he would, and he'd be like, "Yeah, I know what's going on here." Yeah. And uh, <laughs> while all of us are like, if we work Saturdays, we just have our feet feet kicked up, and we're like, "Whatever." Yeah. Tell me when there's yeah. silence. <laughs> can't can't wait to watch the Dollar General Bowl. That's gonna be. I'm sure it's gonna. Hey, be I love show. Dollar General. Okay. I mean, I do too, but I don't think it's good enough to have its own bowl game. And you should see Cat on a Saturday. It's not a pretty sight. Yeah, no, I have no makeup on. People say, D- you look like you just w- woke up. And I'm like, yeah, I did. <laughs> so so that's a thing. That's uh, not true. Cat is beautiful every 24-7. <laughs> Uh, of course, except for right now as well. <laughs> right now? Yeah, I beautiful. took the muscle relaxer last night. I, I couldn't even lift my arms today. Yeah, well, anyways, <laughs> cat's gorgeous. Don't worry about I it. I was, like, throwing makeup at my face. I, I was, like, <laughs> seriously, th- yeah, my face. My face. I was, like, throwing it. I was, like, all right, here here, here we go. Cat was walking around work today. Like, she did take a muscle relaxer. It was kind of I just, really like, did. sliding, like, in, like... <laughs> Grooving around, it's like, like I can't walk here. Like her feet were going, then her body would follow. It yeah, kind of weird. I was like, yes, I will watch the board for you, and then I like slid in, unlike yeah. my ankles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, within the next uh, week or two, we'll we'll have you back on getting some more in depth stuff. But if you want to catch more of the Jarrett Bailey rants about the Steelers and everything else, you can go to Spreaker dot com and uh, look for. What's it called again? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm just saying it's I'm on Spreaker.com. 
and iHeartRadio. Probably going to do a show tomorrow. I'm going to try to get Tyler Dunn from Bleach to report on him, and I've been trying to work out a time for the past, like, month and a half. So hopefully that comes true soon. If not, we'll get Ben Albright and Bill Bender on the college football NFL. He's getting some names. You're getting names, dude. And you should because you you can go up against the best. And that's why. There's analogies. But I mean, like... Like, we're getting names on, but it's because I'm a celebrity. Jared is doing this out of, like, his dorm room. That's literally it. Yeah, I literally just sit on Twitter whenever I'm looking for guests and slide on you. Have you ever dropped my name? Have you ever said, like, hey, would you like to come on? I'm good friends with Outsider Mike. They're like, that guy got got arrested for playing Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) I I got in trouble, but I didn't get arrested. Don't worry. I honestly just start name dropping. You'd be like, "Yeah, to prove I'm legit, just email this guy. Mm. They'll tell you." There you go. Look, Rossini kind of disappointed me. I asked Rossini, "I'm like, oh, did you know like um, you know me from like you know from when I was on SVP and Rosillo, or did you know me from Smoke Break?" And she was like, eh, "I just saw you're a fellow ESPNer." Yeah. Wow. Do you believe see, that? <laughs> no, see, that's Can't how I follow I, ESPNer, but she doesn't follow you on Twitter. Yeah, so that's how I got Follow. into like talking because I listened to Smoke Break. Oh, Rossini. Oh, Rossini? Yeah, I know. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's how I got into you, just Smoke Break every Sunday because yeah, it made me laugh. Yeah, that's how you like me because you're Smoke Break. I, I don't believe yeah. Rossini. Yeah. All right. killed me. All right, Jarrett. Well, you have a good week. We will probably talk to you like next week or something. Sounds good, guys. Take care. All right, later. Bye, Jarrett. All right, bye, guys. Oh, this thing. Oh, wait a minute. I got it. He right. needs to work for ESPN. Yeah. Well, you need to make some emails. We'll make it happen. Yeah. Anything else special happened to you this week? Um, no. no. <laughs> Your voice is kind of raspy today. Yeah. What's up with that? Is it the muscle relaxer still? I don't know. It could be that. It could be the fact that I've been smoking a lot more. It you could feel be okay? Fa- yeah, I feel fine. Have you been getting any good Hanukkah presents? No. Aren't you supposed to get My like- mom even asked me. She was like, do you want anything? And I sent her this, like, thing. It was, like, a $45, like, thing. And it's, like, a little, like, a... It's, like, a thing that has these little things go through it. And it's, like, a massage. Oh, and you massage put it over the top of your couch and you just lay on it. And I was like, this is what I want. And she never got it. I got her a candle, though. It was Coastal Driftwood. Oh, that smells (laughs) great, I bet. And also, the candle that I got her, this is why I like them. They have white paint on the outside of the candles. So it's not a clear candle. It has white paint on the outside of the candles. It looks like a little fireplace in your spot. Right? Isn't it? Like, it looks beautiful. I'm very excited. I've been invited to Cat's families for Christmas Eve. Yeah, my dad was like, my dad's like, what? Every two seconds, my dad's like, where's Mikey? Where's Mikey? (laughs) And I'm like, uh, probably at his house. My dad's like, I like him. Bring him over here. I need to talk to him. I talked to me the other night. You were supposed to get him drunk and have him call me. Yeah, I can't do that because I had to go home first. But. Yeah, no. Please have your dad call He's going to be like, hey, Mikey, I'll show you what being a real Italian is. <laughs> yeah, so multi-ethnic. Like, he can yeah. do it all. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And I even was like, Mikey said that, like, having uh, him as your son-in-law is the best gift. My dad was like, hey, yeah, totally. I totally agree. I was <laughs> oh like, God, God damn it. <laughs> if you want to check out a picture of Cat's dad, you can go to my Twitter page, at Outsider Mike. 
He's hiding in a bar, time, yeah. pretending to hide see in a bar. See if you could see him. <laughs> yeah. It's like a Where's Waldo. Right. <laughs> All it's right. just my dad, so that's cool. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, we will post this as a podcast probably tomorrow. I'm going to get this out mm-hmm. quick because we had Diana on. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've been killing you lately, so you definitely going to want to stay tuned because next yeah. week we'll probably have another big surprise guest. A great surprise guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we probably won't have one Christmas week because we're both working, and I think that's like Wednesday into yeah, Thursday. Got, so, because Christmas is on a Tuesday, right? I think so. I, I don't know. I don't know when the fuck Christmas is. They like yeah, because you're Jewish. <laughs> yeah. I lucked out because I worked Thanksgiving, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to work Christmas. So they've obviously asked me, but I think I said no. Christmas is yeah on a Tuesday, so Christmas Eve. And Christmas oh. Day, I'm off. And then got a doctor's appointment. Okay, I'm working, 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 but I'm out by six, like, pretty much every day. All right, so I can go to your, hang out with your dad on that Monday? Yeah, hang out with my dad on the Monday. i work on Tuesday. Yeah, he'll be like, Muggy, have a drink with me. Oh, that's like my <laughs> yeah. dream. Oh, <laughs> have a drink with me. Take a pull of this jewel. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. that's what we'll be doing. All right, so we're going to set that up. Yeah. And we'll set up and talk to some more great guests right here. Mm-hmm. On the Outsider Podcast. All right. Talk to you next week. Sorry, I blew that load super quick. That was great. (laughs) Bye.